throughout the beginning of this tournament and uh, he's joining us again tonight and uh, will be with us throughout the duration of this tournament. And uh, he's no other person than Mr. Justin Ajman Akowa, an individual. And you could see how, because of this, because of this, um, Halihotsic team had three defenders at the back, passing the ball between them very, very patiently. And the Moroccans also did well by creating two v one situations on the wings that could prevent style game, where Ghana won. And I think that change was effected in the second half where. Um, Partey was playing right behind Jordan and that was when he was able to make a lot of impact. So you can tell that Ghana needs or Ghana should make Ghana should make available um, Thomas likes to move forward, likes to cross and you know Atraf Hakimi, his, his ability is to his ability is to run on the wings very well, a powerful runner he is willing to go to the byline and cut the ball back so then I really, I really believe Milovan Rajivak did between the Atlas Lions. But my challenge is the transitional play between the defense, the midfield and our attacking lines. And um, I don't know what you make of, 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 of that, Mr. Kowa. So for, so for Ghana in terms of transitioning now, we can... Uh, Mr. Wilfred Palmer uh, told me this is one player to look out for and... Uh, it's just uh, surprising that a few years down the line, uh, he's made a big move from uh, Ferros in Hungary to Genk, and uh, he's now playing for the senior national team. And today, as 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 we can all see, the previous Afcon showed that Thomas Thomas Partey wasn't very good in terms of operating deep and as a controller for the Black Stars, but he was doing better when he was moved into the number 10 position. And if you could reference the Ghana vs Guinea in his 1v1 draw, so then that made it easier. But then the problem was just the person to give the ball to right in front of them for the um, attacks to progress. So I don't really think Mubarak Wakasa would have had much, would have made much of a difference today if he had played this game. So for you... Hello, Mr. Justin. Hello, Philip. Yes, can you give us your overall impressions of that game? To be honest, um, it was it was not it was not it was not something we expected um, to see in terms of performance by two. Africans. You are whether you are in the Americas, Asia, Europe, Oceania. This is your most exciting, informative, and educative sports show on the calling platform. Hello, Mr. Kowa. Was the standard player for Ghana for me? You know, it's uh, it's such a small world. Um, in 2017, um, and when I just returned from the Afcon in Gabon, I saw a very young Joseph Pencil training with Tema Youth. 
and the then bank ruler of Tema Youth and owner of the club. Uh, Stars of Ghana lost to the Atlas Lions of Morocco by a lone goal. And Gabon beat Comoros also by a goal. With me tonight is a special guest who's been with us. Losses. Twenty six losses. Twenty six losses. They've considered eighty two goals and have scored a whooped yesterday, and it's going all the way until the sixth of February. And on yesterday's podcast. We looked at Group C, Group D, Group E, Group F, and also looked at the opening game, and we have drawn three games. So in terms of head-to-head record, Morocco has a better head-to-head record against the Black Stars of Ghana. And uh, I will take Mr. Justin's uh, reactions of that game. 130 goals. Unfortunately, they lost to the Atlas Lions. Up until this game, the Black Stars of Ghana have played the Atlas Lions of Morocco 11 times. They've met five times in the AFCON, the, the first meeting. Because apparently, he, he just confirmed post-game that he had, he wasn't fully fit, but then you, you and and you can tell that he wasn't just up to he just wasn't he wasn't up to the task today. Yeah, and uh, do you th- talking about Thomas Pate um, moving a bit up? I think I think okay maybe it was maybe it was because it was because the midfielders of Morocco weren't as effective, but then I could you could see that Baba Ibisu did his job very well. He he actually helped the defense. He shielded them all very well. Was 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 very good in in. Or was in love with a beautiful game. His passion for the game is strong, to the extent that he pays attention to detail, and no doubt about that, it's shown clearly in the level of analysis and information he's given us this past few days. And that's a good job. And his pay- who was your standout player mm-hmm. in that game? In terms of the Black Stars or both? Yes, in terms, in terms of the Black Stars. We'll come to the Atlas Lions. For me, I think Joseph Pinto was someone who was very, very um, effective in terms of how he carried himself today. Um, aside from the half spaces in between the back three, that, that, and they posed a bit of a threat. And Joseph Pinto, with that, he, they were able to bring out Ghana's only shot on target. That was and and which he forced a fantastic save from Yasin Bunu. So then I think Joseph Pinto was Joseph Pinto as well as Kamaldin Suleimana from having a very, very good effect on the game as they usually would with their pace and strength and skill. So yes, then and, 
And talking, uh, not to cut you, but talking of that game, uh, this is the second time two coaches have efficient job and key quality is understanding. An aspiring person who can work in almost at every aspect of the game. He loves to make a change in the lives of people through the world's most loved game. And as well as my chair. Aside, aside, aside the defenders, aside the defenders doing their job, I think Joseph Pinso was a standout. As well as Kamal Dean Suleiman. I don't think there was much there was much of a difference. But when they in the second half, in the late part of the second half, when they started to push upwards, they were they were they were they, they were able to exploit party um that he can move into an advanced space to be able to progress play for Black Stars. And that will that will be able to make our transitioning better and will be able to bring our wingers in play because today Andre you wasn't wasn't very good. Between host nation Cameroon and Burkina Faso. Tonight a number of games were played earlier on. I'm going to give you the results. And Senegal played Zimbabwe and lost opening game after we lost. And um, one of the key things that I noticed and, um, from Mr. Milo's first, first things with the Black Stars is his defensive mechanism. And I can see that come to play in this particular game uh, met in the AFCON. The last time they met was in 2010. Um, when he was coaching um, Ivory Coast. Again, that was in the opening game. The Black Stars lost 3-1 in that game in, that, in, that game in, in Angola. Um, he's again got the upper hand of Milovan Rajivak today in that board in terms of um, uh, uh, transition. Um, between Baba Idrisu and Mubarak Wakaso, um, do you think we missed the services of the combative uh, midfielder? Honestly, I do not think we did. We did miss him. I think. Zimbabwe lost to Senegal by a lone goal. And I'll give you all the details in that game as well. Guinea beat Malawi by a goal to nil. Surprisingly, all the games today, the victors left away with a lone goal. The black... be a bit a little bit biased uh just before we'll, we'll discuss the other games but uh we'll have a special focus on the black stars and um the black stars today played their 100 games 
in the African Cup of Nations. And um, let me give our listeners a bit of background. Beat the Atlas Lions of Morocco 2-0 in that encounter. In terms of friendly games, we've played two friendly games. We've met in four World Cup qualifiers. The Black Stars have won three games. As of today, Morocco has won six games. Here you are and welcome to the special edition of the FIFA World Cup show where we've been looking at the ongoing African Cup of Nations tournament currently taking place in Cameroon. It's very pragmatic in his approach. Had a lot of had a lot of um um compactness at the back with with Andy Adam and with Andy Adam and Baba Abdurrahman taking care of Morocco, the Moroccan wing back and and that happened today but I think I think I'm I'm doing just fine. Awesome, 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 awesome. And uh just before you 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 we begin our discussions for, for tonight, I want to give our listeners a bit of update in terms let's be uh, and statistics and Afghan record of Ghana. Ghana are four times winners of the African Cup of Nations. This is their 23rd appearance at the AFCON. This is supposed to have been their 100 games. Um, they've recorded 54 wins, 20 draws, 26. Hello, Mr. Kowa. Hello, Philip. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good to have you. How are you? I am. I am. I am doing well. A bit. A bit. Uh, pessimistic about some of the games in the group stages by beating Morocco 2-0 in the knockout stages of that tournament. On the 16th of March 1980, Morocco beat Ghana at the AFCON again. 2002, 21st of January in Mali, it was a goalless draw. And the last meeting was in 2008, 28th of January. That was when Ghana last hosted the African Cup of Nations. And that was our last meeting with them at the AFCON. The Black Stars became powerhouses. But yeah, I think it was a game based on a lot of pragmatism and patience from both sides in terms of build-up play, in terms of defending, in terms of transitioning, and in terms of um, attacking. But then... audience, I'm sure they also love to hear from Mr. Justin Akowa. Tonight, without much ado, I welcome Mr. Justin Akowa. We also have Jesse also joining us on the show tonight and uh wherever was on the 13th of june 1975 the black stars of ghana lost 2-0 in that meeting to morocco and on the 29th 
of June 1975, Black Stars revenged their earlier loss. You can tell that um, Vahid Halihodzic had the upper hand on Milovan Rajovac this time, and they've beaten us again by a lone goal to nil. As 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 you could see, you could tell how you could tell how Milovan Rajovac was very. the Black Stars and talking of a target man do you think the Black Stars misses former captain Asamoajan? Obviously well obviously you know you know our, our reliance on Baby Jet in the last need to do well and move on from him and make yeah. way for our very good young attackers to, to be able to maximize their chances mm-hmm. so that Ghana wouldn't look like a one-man team or a one-man show anymore. Yeah. And uh, we are wrapping up. This is our last um, question with the Black Stars. Some people of the school of thought that Milovan Rajivak wasn't proactive and was rather reactive. He waited until we had conceded late in the 83rd minute before bringing on those changes that he made late in the game. Uh, with a young star at Inter Milan. And uh, I don't know what you make of that as well. Well, I believe well, I, I, I believe Milovan did his homework very well. We were able to, as I said earlier, we were able to really cut out the threat of their wing-backs. Masina, as you know, for what for Ghana, I think Ghana needs to. So should Ghana... So should Ghana want to play on the counter-attack, they need a very reliable um, target man. Because today, as 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 you could see, there was there, there were very there was a lot of isolated um there was a very there were a lot of a lot of, of this group and can make it to the round of sixteen. I believe I believe with this kind of performance in terms of defensive in terms of their defensive solidity, they do stand a big chance of of making it out. I think I I think Gan takes Afcons, his impact he has on the team, a very a very charismatic player who who does who does everything possible to make to make the best out of nothing. So then yeah, I think as much as as much as we, we as much as we miss him we are going to fail the attackers and able to be more effective with our chances because it looks it looks like with this kind of system if if we don't have efficient finishes it looks like it is not going to happen well for us yeah it's indeed indeed i agree and um just before we wrap up isolated yes scenarios where where it was jordan against three defenders and you and, and and you can tell that we 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 brought um this striker Benjamin Tete as as a target man. So if we want to play um with with the counter attacking style, we need a very strong Fatal Isako Benjamin Tete and uh, coming in uh, coming coming in. And what time do you think is the most optimal time 
and such um, situations and scenarios that uh, Coach Milovan Rajivak um, need to make substitutions. I do agree. I do agree with so much very well in terms of limiting their effectiveness or the Moroccans' effectiveness to attack the Black Stars, and that was and, and that was something that was something very very um, good to look about the Black Stars' performance to, today. And uh, what do you think? Do you think the Black Stars to be able to progress out is a standout player? Another player who stood out for me was Kamal Dean. Um, he made Akimi look um, silent on the wings and uh, he wasn't as penetrative and offensive as we thought he would be uh, compared to what he does when playing for PSG or during his time. With the lack of proactiveness of the coach because if the report came out that there were one or two knocks within the team and if the Dayu was said not to be fully fit, I really believe that he could have been he could have been given only 60 minutes today on the pitch because after we target man up there, who'll be able to hold off at least two or one defender for to to make to make some time for the wingers to make their penetrating runs. And I think Benjamin Teta will be able to do this very well if he is given the chance. So then we should rethink how we are how we why was Daniel Tre on the bench? And look at his performances for FC St. Paul. He's a good passer on the ball. He knows how to he knows he, he knows how to beat players on the half turn and he's a very progressive player. This and uh, this is the kind of approach we should we should take we should take into consideration because our discussions on the Atlas Lions. I would say that uh, the other two sides will not fear what they've seen. Because oh, getting to the end, the header, where he headed Roman Saiz in the back, he was bleeding. There, there was, and and even with that, Bilovan persisted to keep him on the pitch. They had to bring an extra jersey for him to wear. So then we needed someone who would help us progress. It looked like, it really looked like Milovan was playing for a draw. And with this small defensive mistake we had, it looked, it was so obvious that it wasn't meant to be for us. Yes, and it's planted in Most definitely. I will take the highlights of that game, then we will come back to wrap up with. The fear factor kicks in, and Sofian Bafal gets the opener inside the last eight minutes. Vaid Halahosic is thrilled. They celebrate together. And the Angers man snaps into action. Yes, that was the moment Morocco broke the hearts of Ghanaians with that late goal. And uh, Mr. Kowa, who was your standout player with Team Morocco? For him to get the win over the Ghana Black Stars. You know, some Moroccans are hopeful that they can make it all the way to the finals because in 2004 in Tunisia, when they went all the way to the finals, their first game against the Ivory Coast, they won by. So for the so for the Moroccans, it was it was obvious it was obvious their their most 
their their most solid player this game was Roman size of Wolverhampton Wanderers. He was solid throughout. They were he was he helped his team. He ushered his defense and be be able to be able to defend against every set piece that the Black Stars threw at them. And he was able, he was ready to put his body on the line to the extent that um Dedayu wouldn't get his head onto the ball. And maybe you can tell with the involvement of their attackers, um, especially Sofiane Buffal, they pressed they pressed Ghana every time Ghana tried to play out of the back end. This was what and this was what and this was what was the major major things or the little little details that was able to give them the result. And that was what Harley Hotsage did well. Another game that was played today was Senegal, the Taranga Lions of Senegal versus the Warriors of Zimbabwe. And just before we come to that discussion, we will be looking at the preview of that game. Then we'll take the highlights of that game. So, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the preview. We'll also take the highlights and we'll come back to have our discussions with our guests. The action continues on the second day of the Africa Cup of Nations for the Group B fixture that will see Senegal battle against the Warriors of Zimbabwe in the 2002 edition in Mali and against Algeria in 2019, hosted in Egypt. Add to that the fact that the Lions of Teranga are the top-ranked African side going into this competition and also both the likes of Liverpool, Sadio Mane and Chelsea's Edward Mendy in their squad and following... And they believe this current generation having them that same spirit of the 2004 squad that went on the way to the finals and lost to host nation Tunisia in, in Tunis. And uh, we can only wish them. Zimbabwe are winless in their last seven games, scoring just two goals throughout that run. The Warriors have also failed to defeat Senegal in their last three encounters and will certainly have a mountain to climb if they are to cause an upset on Monday. While the scales seem to be tipped in their position, finally deliver the cup dreams that they've been so close to attaining, or will the weight of expectation ultimately be too heavy Yes, can Senegal's golden generation live up to expectation or oh, they'll fizzle out? Excited about the possibility. French match goes from bad to worse. to play the Africa Cup of Nations matches. Even if they only have 11 players available, the side will need to rotate players and ensure that they do all that it takes to grab all three points on offer and bolster their chances of a very first The question that remains then is, can Senegal's golden generation... ...that Senegal weren't impressive, they had to suffer to get this win. I think it was, it was kind of expected as... As they had a lot of COVID cases hampering their preparations towards this game, to the extent that they even feel that their third choice goalkeeper from QPR. Five top of their group 
who remained unbeaten in their last six international matches, and you can certainly see why the victory for Senegal might be regarded by many as the only plausible result in this encounter. Zimbabwe made their third consecutive appearance in the competition and a fifth overall, but they yet to make it past the group stage. In contrast, the Warriors have evidently been suffering a bad run of form and have also been plagued by several off-field issues, including the recent untimely retirement of striker Panavillas, internal leadership problems, and the looming prospect of a possible FIFA ban due to a break. Our Senegal undoubtedly go into the tournament as one of the favourites and will certainly have a heavy weight of expectation on their shoulders as they look to do one better this time around and go all the way to lifting their first Afghan trophy, having finished as runners-up on two previous occasions against this year's host Cameroon. At the death of the game, Mr. Kowa, what are your impressions of that game between Senegal tournament favourites and the Warriors of Zimbabwe? I think for me, contrary to popular opinion... And it's there, 1-0. Mane seals the victory right at the death. Yes, that was the moment Sergio Mane sealed the victory for the Taranga Lions of Senegal with pressure. Let's take highlights of that game where the Taranga Lions of Senegal were far from convincing, but thanks to a 97th late penalty that earned them a vital three points, courtesy during the Afghan group stages. Most definitely. That is the most important thing. All that matters is getting the three points. And talking of getting the three points, yesterday in the second Group A games, Kivet beat Ethiopia, Liverpool's Sergio Mane. Let's take highlights of that game. Up against Mare. By a lone goal. And Julio Tavares was the key man that punished a 10-man Ethiopia. Let's take highlights of that game. And then we'll come back to our studio guests to continue the rest of our discussions. Down the left again, it's a similar tactic. Ball hanging in the air, and that's the opening goal. 1-0. In stoppage time. Finally, the tactic plays off. Good play. Ian saw the problem to the extent that the goal was a cross with which there was a cutback right into the middle for Julio Tavares to score. So then it was a well-executed and game plan from the Kevedians, and they really deserve their win. Awesome, awesome. And um, just before we... Keeper. That's the ball that did the danger. First time by Rodriguez. And it's a very good block. You got to say by Suleiman. Getting in the way of Julio Tavares. That's the through ball. Appeal through offside. Flag stays down. Bearing down on goal. So... And the end. 
So, and you can even tell that they played one of their right backs in midfield. So then, yes. so then you can see that this this is what these are the challenges that the Teranga Lions are going through. But even with that, they were able to scrape the win, and that is the most important was the undoing of the Ethiopians because they they were showing to be a very good side in terms of all that play. And and they proved to be one of the best teams so far in terms of performances. But then after the red card, they came very next day. Rodriguez. No hiding his emotion. Wouldn't have mattered anyway. Wouldn't have counted. Just offside. But it did take the referee's assistant a long time. Consulting draw. I think the idea. I think he's still deliberating. The foul, and whether it should be perhaps a red card as opposed to the yellow card. Betancourt is delighted. Now they just switched off to Ethiopia. Worst possible time to concede a goal. The ball just hanging in the air. Great ball back by Rodriguez. Saving up Julia Tavares. Well, Rodriguez. Foul just outside the penalty area. Yared apologizes. Surely the captain players didn't think it should have been a penalty. Clearly outside the penalty area. Yared called back, and this time it looks like he will get a yellow card. The Lions of Tiranga will have to contend with troubles of their own, as a COVID-19 outbreak in their camp has led to several players and members of backroom staff having to be quarantined, including the influential defender, Khalidou Khalidayi. The cap having confirmed that countries suffering COVID outbreaks will... Off the boot of Asholu, nearly wrong footing Teklamariam, did well considering... So that is it for that game between Kevet and Ethiopia. The Guineans actually had to get the job done and win by a long goal. Nabi Keita, their captain, was very, very impressive and that was to be expected. He took over the game and ran the game from the midfield. And that was yes. an well, well, Talking of Nabi Keita, I saw a, a video on Twitter that they had more of the possession this game. They were they were very good with their build up until the final third, which they had they were overheating their crosses, underheating them, and 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 you could tell that their game plan wasn't wasn't executed enough. It was a loss of concentration. Delayed reaction there. It just suited my foot, yes. Rodriguez in the back of the net. They half celebrate. Referee. And a chance for Rodriguez. Takes the ball in and a good save. Got to clear it. Goodness me. Nearly an own goal by the substitute Mino. Uh, 
a better performance in terms of the attacking play from the Black Stars. I really, I really, really believe that with that end, the Black Stars being able to cope with the pace of the Gabonese during their counter-attacks, Ghana should be able to get a very good result on Friday. On Friday. And... Uh... He's getting out the card. And it's a red card. Yes, that was the moment. When it was time to do my test, I chose to do it on paper. He was red card. Behind the descent. Rodriguez does well, very well. That's a let off for Ethiopia. Danger still there. Rodriguez pulls the trigger. A good save. Might have been put off by the Cap Verde player, Julio Tavares, behind the goal. First time shot. Forces a tidy save. Good effort by Kenny Rocha. Goalkeeper just about gets a hand to that. Playing with fire in his own defence. He was backtracking. Kept it down and really generated power behind it. Rodriguez. Gives the ball in. Side netting. Uh, just before we go, we have another fantastic uh, football enthusiast and expert with us on the show, show, Mr. Jesse. Mr. Jesse, would you like to share a few thoughts? Just chose to exploit the the width of the width of the opposition with which they were overloading with wing backs and. It was bad to the extent that they crossed how many times? 22 times in yesterday's game. So then that showed that showed how much how much the Kevet paid this after this win because they knew that it was a must-win game as they saw the Ghanaians lose to Morocco. Yes, and uh, Ghana's next game on Friday is against Gabon. What do you make of that game? Do you think the Black Stars will be able to Make it deteriorated by their COVID positive cases to the extent that they've sent a few of of some of the players um, into the squad to make up a twenty eight man squad. So then you should. So then we we all knew that going into this game, the Malawians were seen to be. And Kevet winning by the lone goal, courtesy Julio Tavares, Mr. Koa, what? Are your impressions of that game? Well, I think um, the the red card to the Ethiopian centre back was very very weak in terms of squad strength. But then they had a very good chance in in around the fifteenth minutes that they should have been able to convert. But otherwise, um, Alicata, that's the that's the Guinean veteran goalkeeper, took care of it very well. And then, so then I believe that Milovan Rajovac is Milovan Rajovac has seen the weaknesses and saw how the Comoros approached this game, which they approached quite well, but they were unlucky not to get the result. So then, if he's able, if he is able to, if he's able to get a better.
for a split second, I thought maybe, just maybe, that had stuck its way through. Rodriguez, once again. The Ghana match, which is very rare, to be honest. But um, talking about the first two games, um, the opening fixture was 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 just breathtaking. I really enjoyed it. the first half of the game. It was really good. Um, <clears throat> the, and also talking squad, because I think after the Morocco Ghana game, both coaches Hali Hotsich as well as Milovan Rajivak sat there to watch their opponent and i think that's the beauty of the game because if you are both playing in one stadium you can see the weaknesses of your opposition your next opposition uh caught my attention during the goal celebration where uh, his colleagues were almost carried away with the celebration and he had to bring them back on track to keep their focus and uh, return to the field of play and get things going and uh, that was very um, charismatic and inspiring of him as a leader. And uh, wrapping up our next uh, uh, and final discussion is with Group C, Comoros Gabon. Gabon beating Comoros by lone goal in the absence of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. That their keeper had to react a little bit quickly to be able to keep the Gabonese goal out, but then he wasn't fast enough. But then, as I said earlier in this episode, all you need to do in this in this group stages is to get a win. And I think the Gabonese have one foot in the knockout. We are about wrapping up with the show. Uh, what are your impressions of the Guinea-Malawi game? So, as we all know, the, the Malawians when we're known to have have had uh, a preparation that was that was um very de- what do you well, make of that well for gabon's performance it wasn't something to write home about um as as i said in in one of the previous episodes comoros look like they are a team not to be played around with and they really had a good start to this game they they had made that look easy Left foot, was set up by Tavares. Good shot and an equally good save. That was a very decent shot by Kenny Rocha. Mr. Jesse, would you like to share a few thoughts? Yes, Mr. Jesse, on the floor. Can you hear me, please? Yes, I can hear you. How are you, Mr. Jesse? Good to have you on. Every time he got a ball in the box or even dragging out the defenders or the midfielders of the Cameroonians, you can see the, the, tens, the tension that was building up. Talking about even the goal that was scored, I think he played a role in that. So, yeah, I think he was my favorite player in, the, in that first half. In that first half. Awesome, awesome. Uh, 
of the first half game, who is your, yeah. who was your standout player in that opening game between Cameroon and Burkina Faso? Um, I could say Traore, even though they, they, I think the Burkina Faso players were all, um, I think they played, their whole play was centered around Traore. Because out of that game, and uh, any information on when Pierre-Merrick Aubameyang will be returning to the Gabonese side? So for Aubameyang, we haven't heard anything so far, as well as for Mario Lemina, we haven't heard anything. We hope. We hope, we hope that they have their full complement. Thing you need to know about the African Cup of Nations. We are hoping in subsequent episodes, just before the AFCON comes to an end, we would have a very big interview with one of the star players at the ongoing African Cup of Nations. But just before we leave you and just before we wrap up, I'll leave you. Sure. Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Okay, so... <laughs> about the Afcon, aside the first two games that was yesterday, I haven't had a glimpse of the of today's games. I haven't <laughs> tired up a bit, so I haven't really watched any. Even I missed the game. With a theme song for the African Cup of Nations currently taking place in Cameroon, we stand for Africa. Um, uh, it's been a pleasure having you, Mr. Jesse, and uh, hopefully tomorrow um, we look forward to having you extensively on the program um, together with our regular panelist, uh, Mr. Justin Akua, um, who, who has been very exceptional and um, has dedicated a lot of his time to share quite a number of details that we need to know. And for my audience, this is your most exciting informative and educative sports show on the calling platform this is your most authoritative and exclusive platform every